not. Um, but we are the Media Boat Podcast. The Media Boat Podcast is your source for film news, TV news, video game news, and music news. Not I'm necessarily in that order. Stop petting your Sanchez in front of everybody. <laughs> That's just gross. Uh, but yeah, this is November the fifteenth. Uh, fifteenth. Tomorrow's the sixteenth. November fifteenth. 2017, this is episode 97, 98? 97? I think we were saying 97 98. 98. 98 degrees. This is your Nicholas Shayest episode of the Media Boat Podcast. Right here. Right now. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We are the Media Boat Podcast. We're bringing you the news. We're bringing the you week. the news. We're bringing you the news. We're bringing it. Uh, every week. And how we usually start this mess is we start with the box office number. Uh, we are currently in episode 98. 98. Like I said, the yes. cliche yes. podcast. Next week, degrees. Yes. Next week will be 99 right before um, Thanksgiving. 99 podcast balloons. 99 podcast, but <laughs> missing one. <laughs> But yeah, we'll figure it out. Yes, and, um, then, and then the following week will be our 100th podcast right before we get into December. Yeah, check that out. But for the meantime, this is episode 98. Let's start with the box office for this past week in the movies. Okay, well, your number one movie of no the past week here. is, we called it, The Rollover, Thor Ragnarok. Thor repeated uh, with... Thor uh, repeat Ragnarok. A decent... Turnout. 57 million, only 53% drop, which is good for a superhero movie. Yeah, about half. Normally they, those hit 60%. So that's good. And then it yep. was tangled closely yep. by the two days. Uh, $212 million uh, total for Thor. And already Thor. 600 worldwide. Yes. Already clocking. Yep. Uh, then the next two were our new releases. Uh, number two was Daddy's Home 2 with $29 million. Followed closely by Murder on the Orient Express with $28 million. All right, so you saw, before we move on, you saw Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. What's up with that? There's a murder on a train. <laughs> you don't say. You yeah, saw the murder. Uh-huh. Well, you, you knew on the, train. the people in the movie did. Uh, Hercule Poirot. Right. Has to solve the it. Detective in the movie has to Yeah, solve yes. It. Detective Mustache. Yes. Uh... Played by Kenneth Branagh, who also directed this thing. Branagh. 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 Yeah, he also directed this thing. Uh, so he directed and starred and is a movie about he a murder. Is, he Obviously. is a movie? Yes, he is the detective That's in weird. the murder. And just determine who <laughs> the murderer is. Well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like I read your review. Your review is up, by the way, on MediaBoatPodcast.com. You can look at your thoughts on that in more depth. Um, but basically, what you what I read there is you said it's a decent movie. It's well acted. Yep. Uh, the only problem is is because it's based on existing material and a very well known mystery novel. Yes. And something that has been adapted before. Chances are that you Nothing know what's going to happen, and you know the twists. Yes. And you know what's going to happen at the Be- end. You yes. Know who the because was. this is a well known material. Uh, at least for most people, most people probably read it in like high school literature. Yeah. Probably. So that seems like the biggest caveat. But really, if that's the biggest caveat, it sounds like a pretty all right movie. Oh, it's a pretty all right movie, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, just just know going in that uh, if you know what goes on, it's not going to surprise you. Right. 
But that being said, I really like the art direction in this movie and the costume okay. in this movie. It looked good. You think this gets a costuming nod? Probably. Yeah, it sounds like something that would. This is something it's that a definitely. Period would. piece. They yep. love period pieces. Yeah. So. Uh, even though there's nothing like really fancy about the costumes, they do seem very accurate. Also, uh, props to the makeup department for keeping that mustache on point. It literally. is literally on point. It is great throughout the movie. Also, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Well done. He does a really cool. good job at acting in this thing. Um, so does Daisy Ridley. And then just Cash kind of goes down from there. How is Daisy Ridley in this post-Star Wars world? Is she cool? Can, is she coming up in the world? Mm, hard to tell for this movie. Okay. While, while she is a main focal point, she's also... It's a... It's a cast. not it's yeah. A, it's it's an ensemble piece. It's an ensemble movie. Because the, 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 the yeah, because everything follows uh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Uh, Branagh. Yeah. Branagh. Yes. Branagh. Branagh. I don't think you the, pronounce any of the. Hercule Poirot. Sh- I, I, the detective. Hercule Poirot. Per- Perrier. P- Perrier. Yes, French. Yeah. So because you follow the detective the entire time, <laughs> at no point do you see another viewpoint. Uh huh. Which is both done on purpose. But also, I feel kind of hurts the film. Yeah, but how are you getting around that? Right. Like, that's like kind of the problem. Yeah. So because of that, um, you don't see a whole lot of the other cast unless they're interacting with the detective. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's a well-done movie. Uh, definitely stream it. If we're going to go with our rating system yeah. here. Yeah, that's sounds This is definitely right. a stream it. So it's not something that's required to see in a Theater, no, like, it's not required. Even though it is at the end of the year, you won't see this. Uh, no, it's mainly not in the Oscar season, yeah. it's not going to be. So yeah, this is it's a nice uh, stream. It's not available uh, to stream. Right, it's also it's also a nice break from the superhero and horror movies that have been. Yeah, it's true. in the box office, a palate cleanser, if you will. Yeah, it's a nice middle of the road. Hey, I just need a good story being told to me. Cool, and that's what it is. It's a good story being told. Being directed well, being acted well, but nothing really stands out to put it up above anything. It's just a really good, like you said, palate cleanser, middle of the road movie. Yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, what else do we have rounding out our top five here? Uh, rounding up our top five, uh, we have repeats: uh, Bad Moms Christmas, yep. uh, with coming at number four with eleven million, and Jigsaw still hanging around at five with three million. Sounds solid. What do we have this week? Coming this week, we have the hit, the number one, new number one movie of the week. Okay. The Star, the animated story really? about... Really? The... About Christmas. You think this, this is something people want to see? Everyone loves Christmas. Uh, I think it's a little early for a Christmas movie. It has Oprah in it. Besides Bad Bombs Christmas, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we also have think? Wonder. What's Wonder? Um, this is a sto- the story about the boy who's disfigured, who wears the space oh, helmet. Oh, yeah, with um, Owen Wilson Owen and Wilson. Um, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, okay. All right, what else? Uh, do we have to mention it? Yeah. Okay. Keep talking. All right, then you have one movie uh, <laughs> that's going to make... Most likely over a hundred million dollars. Yeah, Justice League. Yep, we've that's right. There. It's There's Justice a League second uh, DC movie coming out this year. Ah, uh, man, what, how 
how you feeling in the week before the storm here? What, how, what's your feelings uh, to temperature? And take a temperature right now on Justice League. What do you think? Um, I think people are, keep comparing this to Batman v Superman and how much they hated it. Yeah. And therefore will not be seeing this movie. Yeah. Here's my thoughts about this. Even though Wonder Woman did great and they're trying yeah. to front Wonder Woman in front of all of these commercials. That's a tough thing for me too because I, I enjoyed Wonder Woman. However, Justice League is a combination of two things that I don't uh, don't really care for in the DC universe. One Batman is well, no, I like the the, the Nolan Batmans. Yes, but uh, this is Batfleck Batman. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's not what I was going to say though. The first thing is is the tone of the trailers has just been so dreary and gross, and even the colors. There's no color in this universe. It's like one of the cool things about Wonder Woman is that there was color. Was there? Movie. Yeah. There were portions that didn't have as much. A lot of it was right. muted. And the second thing is they have the they have a Brett Ratner problem over there. Yeah. And, and it's becoming more and more clear that that is going to be a liability. Um, I'll save the re- another reason for that later for movie news because I'm sure you have it. Oh, no, um, no. I'm, I'm skipping Brett Ratner. Are you kidding me? Why? Okay, this is something we do have to cover. I'm, I'm tired of covering this. Well, we have to. I'm right. sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Burr Ratner uh, was accused of some things, let's say. Um, of course, this actually, the accusations go back years. Uh, but most recently, uh, what I'm referring to is that uh, Wonder Woman star, Gal Gadot, went mm-hmm. out there and said that she refuses to do Wonder Woman 2, if... as long as Brett Ratner is involved in the project. Yes. Uh, Which you... he's not, but his, uh, but his name. production company, So here's Rat the Pack. thing. Yeah, Rat Pack is involved in the DC stuff. Also, um, DC has already sort of pseudo-responded to this and are basically dropping the Rat Pack name and Brett Ratner's name from all marketing for Justice League and probably future releases. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We'll see if that makes a difference. But yeah. I well, that being said, he still has to show up at the credits. Yeah, but I hope they drop the dude because, and I'm glad it's cool for. Are they, are, they, are they finally realizing that he's just a terrible director? Well, that too. But I, I knew that a long time ago. Yeah. You know when I figured that out? Remember Tower, Tower Heist? Heist? <laughs> God. I, I know because I dragged you to see Tower Heist. Tower Heist was so bad. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. Um,. I said, hey, because you like this new movie. It's free. And I still wanted my money back. <laughs> I still wanted my money back. I wanted them to pay me to see that movie. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm not looking forward to Justice League either. Um, that being said, I will probably see it on Friday. Yeah, I guess you have to know. I have to. It's, it's part of the superhero culture that's out there, and I need to see it. Yeah, unfortunately. Just like I'm eventually going to do that. Yeah, no. I don't know if we need to. Uh, we'll get there later. We'll, we'll get to that one later. But All first right. off, let's get to some news. Wait, so do we put a number on Justice League? Over, over. Oh. Over under a hundred. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. And what do you want to do? You go first. I feel like if it goes under a hundred, it'll be considered a flop. So I'm going 100%. over. So yeah, I'll, 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 I'm okay with sticking with under. Okay. It's riskier, but also. It could totally happen. That's the and thing. Oh my it god! Totally if happen? it totally happens, then I feel super vindicated, and so does the world. And then it puts the uh, big question mark 
in front of the, the DC universe as a thing. Right. Well, here's the thing, though, is that... Similar to another universe that, well, we'll probably cover. I don't know if you have that in your news. Maybe. Um, well, here's the thing, though, is that um, the projections for for Justice League is at $325 million worldwide opening weekend. Ooh, okay. It could could still do that. Right. For all we know. But that's including U.S., too. Right. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Okay, moving so, on. Yeah. Moving okay, news. moving on. Uh, first up here, we have Mad Max Fury Road. Sure do. Director George Miller. Yep. Mr. George Miller. Yes. Uh, he is suing Warner Brothers for Mad Max Fury, Fury Road. Fury Road? Fury Road. It's a different movie. It's Fury Road out there. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, the dispute is over is between uh, Kennedy Miller Mitchell Production Company and oh. Warner Brothers Fury Road. Okay. Uh, as Fury Road took in $378 million at, worldwide at the box office before uh, getting some Oscar noms there, too. Yeah. Uh, production company Miller Mitchell would receive, uh, the dispute is over $7 million as the as if the final net cost was under $157 million for production after costs including calculations. Their claim is that because Warner Brothers made substantial changes, including moving locations and delayed shooting, that these changes caused uh, additional costs to Mad Max Fury Road and that they were not able to keep under their budget because of it. Okay. So, reasonable. Yep. It's reasonable. Studio meddling. Studio doing things kind of with beyond the director's control. Right. It's, you know, if you go under our budget, the budget that we set, we'll give you an additional uh, $7 million. Right. And that never happened. Right. Because they studio meddling. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he definitely has grounds here. I mean, he's definitely kind of in David Goliath scenario. Right. But he's also named the people associated with that very popular and very critically acclaimed movie. So, yeah, I don't know. They might just settle with him at this point because I really doubt that they're going to put much effort as a studio into smearing the name of George Miller. Well, I think they're also going to settle here, too, because they want to be in good standings with him yeah. when they bring him back to yeah. make Do not another the Furiosa movie, the, yeah, the but Furiosa another line. Mad Max movie. Yeah. And Somewhere down the line. Mad Max movie. Or maybe Happy Feet 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the director of those movies. Yes. So weird. Well, well uh, Warner Brothers had a similar suit back in the uh, early 2000s mm-hmm. with um, with Peter Jackson on the first Hobbit movie. Right. But they settled that out of court, and he then, of course, went on to make not only The Lush of Lord of the Rings, yeah. but also The Hobbits. Yep. So, yeah, this will probably be a flash in the pan. Yep. Uh, moving on. Yeah, I saw this today. You saw this today. I saw this today. Yes. So that's Mario, a me, Mario. That's a him, Mario. Yes, Mario is going to get the big skin treatment again. Again, but this time probably something that you maybe want to see. Yeah, uh, it'll be animated. Yeah. Yeah. And by who? Uh, so in a deal being made uh, between Nintendo and Universal's uh-huh. Illumination Entertainment, aka Minion the Minion people. people. Well, also and the. the other things besides Minions. The Minions. I think Sing. The Minions. Also, Minions. Also, Despicable Me. Which is where minions. the Minions come from. Yes. 
So those people will be making a new Super Mario movie. Yeah. Fully animated. This is smart. And will not take any cues from the original film. This is smart. Uh, because Nintendo also has that deal with Universal theme parks. Yes. So this is an easy, surefire way for them to get Mario in their parks and like have a tie-in thing for that to make sense. But also, I think an animated film fits that universe. Like, one of the reasons why that first Mario movie is so bad is because it's live action. So, yeah, this makes sense. Well, uh, Mike is part of superhero culture and means our life. It's true. Yes, Doctor, means our life, but want to know what else is life? Mario. So, yeah, I think this is smart because I think the tone of those movies would fit the tone of a Mario Brothers movie pretty well. Yes. Uh, the question is, and uh, uh, this is the popular question um, on the internet about this right now, who voices Mario? Um, because they're not just going to get Charles Martinet, even though they should. They should. They're not going to. So Why not? Because he's not like a voice actor in movies. So? So I don't think... Oh, they, oh you think they need like they a, a need name? a celebrity. That's what I would guess, is that they would get a celebrity to do it. So who is the most Mario-ass celebrity? Mario, I don't think you. You think he's big enough to where you don't need a celebrity attached to this. You would hope, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think if anything, you, you voice Luigi. Danny DeVito. No. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, he's Pikachu. That's right. He's Pikachu. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which we'll get to that in a bit too. Do you have that? No. The Pikachu stuff. What? No. Oh, okay. Well, after we're done with the story, I'll briefly mention it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who would be Mario? Owen Wilson. Uh, wow. Well, it's Mario. Uh, let's get Bill Hader to do it. He can voice anyone. Yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader can voice anyone. Anyways, but yeah, I, uh, what do you think about this being a movie? Uh, I think okay. it's. I think it's smart. I think it's good. Yeah. I think that if this thing does come to theaters, you will see it twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yes. What? Specifically in uh, oh, movie, the year in the year 2020. I was like, what does that mean? Is that code for something? Yes. Like, does it mean not in 3D? <laughs> I will see it 2020. Yes. Uh, uh, specifically because Tokyo Olympics will be Maybe. in 2020. Well, so this is, I don't know. I, I, feel I don't know like if that's that, relevant. But sure. I, I, I think it is super relevant. It might take that long to make anyways. Yeah, that's also why. Alright, cool. It'll take two years to make anyway. Uh, what I was going to mention um, briefly before we move doctor on. Doctor says, I'm a Luigi, number one. <laughs> and True. most important question is, who's going to voice Peach? Oh, that's... Uh, um, Daisy Ridley. Not a bad choice, but... Emma Stone. Kate... No, I can't right? No. Kate Bosch. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Kristen Bell. Kristen, Kristen Bell's <laughs> Not bad either. Yes. Okay, anyways. Idina Menzel. Just <laughs> uh, a Spigger's thing. Not Idina Menzel. Uh, All right, so, we so move on, uh, wait. What, was, what was the Pikachu thing? Yeah, before we move on all the way. Uh, footage got out of somebody who had their phone at a screening of Pokemon I Choose You. The English dub. You know you could have seen that in the theaters, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, because you didn't know what I was talking about, you might not know this either. No. Well, I plan on seeing it. In so I saw someone's footage of this. Why? Because why don't you just go to the theater? Because and see it? not the whole thing, just a brief clip. Because of what I'm going to say, okay. they tweeted for this for a reason. There is a 
bit in this movie where Pikachu speaks. And because it's an English dub, Pikachu speaks English. Right. So what they did was they got a voice to do the closest to the Pikachu voice that says Pikachu to do English words. Okay. So it's like this Pikachu like squeaking at Ash that it's there for him or something like that. It is the most awkward, weird sounding thing. So yeah, Pikachu talks. And it's not oh. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Well, we, we you can see Pikachu talk on TV Thanksgiving Day. Yes, but I just wanted to put that in there. Alright. <laughs> Moving on, then. Pikachu speaks. Star Wars. Star Wars? Yes. So, this news happened last Thursday, but it's also the greatest news ever. Okay. Um, wait, maybe we did mention this. No, we didn't talk about this last week, because this happened since. Yeah. About uh, Ryan Johnson doing the new yeah, trilogy? Yeah, we definitely did not talk about this one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Being so in love with The Last Jedi. Okay. Uh, that she has given the keys to Ryan Johnson. Okay. To literally make a brand new trilogy in the Star Wars universe. All right. Uh, Sans Skywalkers. Okay. So, so, a side story. A side story... But a new story. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ryan Johnson already wrote the treatment. Well, when he was brought on for Star Wars, he wrote the treatment for the last, for what would be The Last Jedi, as well as Episode 9. Still untitled. That's what they're going to call it. Still untitled. Still untitled. Yes. It's my favorite Star Wars. It's like, oh, you think Empire's the best? I think Still Untitled is the best. Yeah, so it's always <laughs> the next one. Uh, so he wrote the treatment for both, and Kathleen Kennedy and people at Lucasfilm uh, apparently liked the script so much, and that Ryan Johnson worked so well with all the actors, like, I mean, they were just gushing over about how he doesn't yell at anyone, how everyone respects him, how he gets the best out of everyone, and he's just the best, we all love him, and <laughs> literally that's what they said. Oh my god, I want him to be in my prom group. That's kind of what it sounded like. <laughs> Like, like if Kathleen Kennedy wasn't married to Steven Spielberg, <laughs> like she would definitely like jump on the Ryan Johnson train. Also, she's not married to Steven. I Spielberg, know, <laughs> but sure, yeah, I know. Kate Capshaw is married to <laughs> Steven Spielberg, but sure, let's go with that. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, anyways. Uh, so, so Ryan Johnson is will be making. A new Star Wars trilogy mm-hmm. based on new characters set in a different part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Well, so a long time ago and a galaxy further away. Uh, no, still a long time ago, the galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Maybe an actual war will happen between two war factions. Oh. Or two, between two stars. Two actual stars? Two actual stars <laughs> actually at war with each other. I'd watch that. I'd watch that movie. A, a supernova against a, a red dwarf. Star Wars, colon, this time there's actually stars. Star Wars, colon, real stars. <laughs> yes, star. Now featuring Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, good for them. Uh, good for him. Yeah. I mean, although he's going to need a break after this. Oh, oh he is. Ready. Yeah, he's taking a break. So don't expect that new trilogy till yeah. sometime after. 2020. Uh, more like more like twenty twenty four maybe twenty twenty four not not too long uh, twenty one twenty twenty two yeah twenty one twenty two 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 
2022. February 2nd, 2022. Yes. 2022. Yes. 2022. All right. All right, what else? Okay, moving on then. Uh, Movie. Off podcast. Michael Jordan. Wait, which one? Michael B. Jordan. Oh, not the basketball guy. No. Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Michael B. Jordan will make his directorial debut. Not Michael C. Jordan. No. Or Michael D. Jordan. No. We have all four now. Do we have all four? I thought we only stopped at C. I thought that happened. I thought we stopped at C. No. Because he's the... Michael C. Jordan is the college football player. No, no, no. no. Michael C. Jordan is the Rams cornerback. And then Michael D. Jordan Jordan is is the the college football player. That's why that's we right. have four. Yes, that's there's right. A D Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yes. We found a college Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry, but Michael B Jordan. Going back to him. Yes, uh, we'll be making his directorial <laughs> debut with drumroll, please. The stars beneath our feet. Are they having a war? No. No. But he will also star in this thing. Oh. Star the Stars? Yep. Uh, he will act and direct in The Stars Beneath Our Feet. Uh, okay. Author David Barclay will also write the script. And executive produce as well. So, brief synopsis of this film. Mm-hmm. In the wake of his brother's death, a young African-American youth tries to steer a safe path through the projects in Harlem. Aided by his imagination... And the magic of Legos. Wait, what? That was a curveball? Yes. <laughs> the magic is of this, Legos. Is this sponsored by Lego? I don't know. It's not, it should be. Maybe. Should be. Sure. That sounds alright. Uh, yep. Uh, Michael B. Jordan recently wrapped filming on HBO's adaptation of Fahrenheit 451. Right. As well as Black Panther for Marvel. Yep. Uh, and then he's also worked with a couple um, big directors as well. Okay. So expect so he has some experience, uh, mainly with Ryan Cooler. Uh, in terms of working with directors. Yeah. But yeah, this will be a directorial debut. Uh, cool. So good luck, uh, Michael B. Jordan. I look forward to it. Yeah, great. All right, moving on to TV, television, sports. sports. Sports, sports, sports. The world of sports this week. Uh, so, uh, for those of you keeping track, there's only two weeks left to determine who will play in the NCAA football playoffs. That's college football, in case you didn't know. Yes, only the top four teams will fight it out for the national championship, and every other team in the top 25 will play in a bowl game. Now I'm wondering if Michael D. Jordan's going to make it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, this is just to determine who gets to play Alabama. Should sure. Alabama not lose? Well, I guess even if they lose, they'll be so weird because, because everyone loves Alabama. Tide, comma, roll. Yep. And war, comma, eagles. Yep. Or is it eagle, comma, war? Eagle, eagle comma, war. Eagle, comma, yeah. war, comma. Uh, also, I'm doing terrible in fantasy football. Okay. Uh, UCLA <laughs> basketball players uh-huh. have committed theft while in China. What? What did they steal? Like watches and Versace's and Pertus. Versace? Yeah. Versace? They stole Versace. Versace? They stole Versace. Versace? Versace? They stole Versace. 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 That's weird. What are they going to do with her? Him. Give her, give her Him. Him? Him. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's a big kid. Yes, assumed. he did. Yes, he did. He assumed Versace was a herb. I don't know who Versace is. <laughs> Google Versace. 
I'm not going to. Also, I'm sure that'll just pop up the song. Super Sonic Super Sonic Super Sonic. Uh, yep. Uh, also, Italy. Okay. Does not qualify. Does not qualify for the FIFA World Cup. First time since 1958, and now I have what? no team to war to root for. Okay, why? Are you serious? Yes. Well, tell us why. Wow. Oh, they lost. Oh, they do not qualify. I thought that was going to be like they don't qualify because of something happened. Oh no. But no, they just totally didn't make it. Yeah, they, like uh, we didn't. Yes, yeah, just like us. They yeah. they lost in their uh, respective cup. Okay. That's surprising. And they will not be in the FIFA tournament. Oh. Uh, which means I have no one to root for now. I guess go Poland, maybe? Is Poland in it? I assume so. You assume so. Who knows? Spain. Spain? No, because I always root for Italy, though. Because I'm Italian. I guess go Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. One of the two. Anyways. Anyways. Alright, cool. Yeah, we got to uh, TV news, then. Yep. Follow-up story from last week. Totally called it. Totally nailed it. I totally called it right up. Oh, this is so much fun. It's so easy. Yeah, we just uh, knew it. A lot of good teams didn't qualify. I think Nether Flins didn't either. Oh. Also, Chile probably did not qualify. Uh, and yes, I totally called it. If you were paying attention, last week uh, we made the announcement that Lord of the Rings is being chopped around for a TV series. Yeah. I said it would land at Amazon because they have all you that Amazon did. movies. Money. And yep, and yep. that was right. They we we both nailed it. Yep, because yeah, it made more sense. It made the most sense out of everybody. Yep, and they, they would nail it. Right, they would get it. And they're the ones looking for the big hit. Yeah, you know, something to drive people they to Amazon hit, Prime. They need something in the fantasy genre, and they needed, and they had the money to spend. Yep. So checked all the boxes. Makes sense. Yep. Amazon's bought the rights. Cool. Not not a series, just the right. rights. There's no series yet. There yes. will be in the future. Right, the rights to make a Lord of the Rings TV series. However, do note that, as I said, we said last week, this will not specifically be Lord of the Rings. It will instead be a prequel that takes place before the Fellowship of the Ring and before the yeah. and does not involve any of the Hobbit It'll stuff. It will be a story that takes place in the Tolkien universe. Correct. And for those of you who keep saying it online, okay. this will not involve any stories from the Silmarillion. <laughs> or Silmarillion or whatever. Silmarillion? Yes. It will not involve any of those stories. So the Tolkien State has said explicitly time and time again, it will never do anything involving those stories. <laughs> so stop. <laughs> stop eating it. How else do you clean your corn? Seriously, Matt, how else do you clean your corn? Oh, what do they show on television these days? Anyway, uh, yes. So uh, they, so Amazon has paid upwards of two hundred fifty million dollars just for the rights. <laughs> they have confirmed multiple seasons. Oh, okay. And possible spinoffs. All right. Uh, so they're basically going all out. I was gonna say balls deep, but yes, <laughs> all out. How deep? Balls deep. Oh, okay. Yes, all out in the Tolkien universe. They're putting. <laughs> All their Amazon eggs in one uh, drone basket. Amazon eggs sound terrible. Yeah. All right, moving on. Okay, moving on. Moving on to uh, the uh, terrible movie? news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just Sean Hannity, terrible person. Yeah, been over this. Yes. Uh, but he recently had a G uh, Senator potential... Roy Moore oh, this thing. on his TV on his uh, show uh, and gave him every possible out that he could. Uh, 
And then even when he couldn't get it out, or couldn't get it out, well, couldn't, uh, well, there. at Go the on. end of the segment, oh, there we Hannity still sided with Roy Moore. <sighs> this has caused 11 corporate sponsorships to drop out since the program aired last Thursday. Dropping like flies. Um, they include... Probably the most funny one, the most hilarious one of them all, Hebrew National, <laughs> uh, Volvo, Bubble Contacts, okay. Ready Whip, okay. DNA Testing, Wait, what? Nature's Bounty, DNA Testing is a brand? Yep. Okay. Realtor.com, no. HelloFresh, Hi, Fresh. TripAdvisor, TripAdvisor, E-Trade, okay. Eloquy, uh-huh. and most importantly, Keurig. Yeah, this Keurig <laughs> stuff has been an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so Keurig, what's the sponsor of Sean Hannity? No longer. All right, and yeah, and then what happened with Keurigs? Did you follow this? No, but what happened with the Keurigs? Okay, so a bunch of dumb, uh, super, uh, super conservative bloggers and YouTubers decided to make it a trending thing to start destroying Keurig machines because of their boycott. <laughs> and so there was this whole thing on the internet all week of these, like, dumbasses throwing Keurig machines out the windows and oh, stuff like that. Oh, no, $100. I, it's just like, that doesn't change anything. No. You st- your money is not, like, returning to you by trashing your Keurig. You just don't get coffee now. It's not, you're, not sh- you're not proving anything to Keurig. You still bought me. the curing. They still got their uh, money. I don't know what they're... Uh, <laughs> it's like there's one, one thing to protest something, but that's not the way you protest something. I, I protested Anyways. by not drinking coffee. <laughs> that's a pretty good way to protest. Of course. Yeah, I understand. I don't drink coffee. Yeah, I mean, we own a curing, and yes, I do use a curing regularly. I do not want... I want to get across to our audience that I understand... That there are better and less wasteful ways of engaging in coffee. I understand that, and it's not the ideal way. However, it's easy, and I'm lazy. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite and tell you not to use a Keurig. But also, this is dumb. Also, <laughs> if you don't want to pay for a Keurig, yeah. give that money to us! That day, yes, patreon.com slash mediaboat. The money you could be using on Keurig pods every week or so, you can spend on us. I think they're called K-Cups. Yeah. They are. Okay. Also. Keurig pods. Yeah, no, no, that's an alternative. Just way to describe them. All right. Moving on. Yes, please. Please move on. Moving on to the world, wonderful world of Disney. Because, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mention this to you. I mentioned this to Malia. My new job has a speaker over my desk that is constantly, and I mean all day, CNN. The TV <laughs> we have is CNN. So I didn't have my headphones on Monday. Yes. So I... Got to listen to CNN for all eight hours I worked. And, oh my god, CNN had two stories that day. Two stories on loop. Just changing with each other every 15 minutes. It was Roy Moore for 15 minutes. Then it was the frickin' some sort of court filibuster thing where they had... 12 men, I don't even know. No. 12 men out? I don't even know what, I wasn't paying attention to that <laughs> one. Because the Roy Moore one was just driving me crazy. It was like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I am at work, I don't need to hear all of this. Over and over and over again. Thankfully I brought my headphones, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Okay. But still. 
But still. Uh, so Disney, uh, in anticipation of its upcoming streaming service, Disney is working on several TV series. Yeah, they are. Curated specifically for that upcoming streaming service. For a second there, I thought you said curated. Specifically uh, no, cu- curated. Cu- curated. Curated. Not curated. Curated. <laughs> uh, these TV series include live-action Star Wars and animated Star Wars. Didn't... I swear that the uh, live-action Star Wars TV show has been trying to happen since the 70s. Yes. Like, I swear we also reported a story about this last year in the 2016 edition of the Media Row podcast. Yes. I swear this was something we covered. And well, it still hasn't happened. Well, it will probably be happening now because they have a place to put too. it. We said that last time, too, and yes. it didn't happen. I think we were, we were patient last time because Rogue One hadn't come out yet. Yeah, we didn't know. Yes. But yeah. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, not yeah. only that, but there will also be a Monsters, Inc. TV series. Okay, that's smart. And a High School Musical TV series. Also, I think, pretty smart. As well as an original entry from Marvel. Okay, you know what? Of all the of all the uh, Pixar movies to adapt to a TV show, I think that's a smart one. Because that's a repeatable premise. And also, it works as a comedy show. Also, doors are infinite in that that's thing. That's what I'm saying. It's a repeatable premise. Also, monsters could be literally anything that in movie, that world. Yeah, that movie didn't tell a finite story. It told a story that literally can keep going. Yes. And so, it, that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head that works like mm-hmm. that. I mean, what? You have a Ratatouille series where Ratatouille is a successful new, chef? New, 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 new food every week? Yeah. Teach your kids how to chef? Maybe. Actually, that's a good idea. It's not a bad idea. idea you know, say that. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Just make a Ratatouille series then. Do that too. At least it's As not well. Cars. Yeah, it's just, God forbid they ever do it. I'm actually shocked that they didn't do a Cars show. With the amount of merchandise that thing sells and the amount of like kids that love that thing, I am shocked that there was not a Disney Channel show. Well, they did the plane spinoff. But that wasn't even a show. That was like a movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. That seems like a wasted opportunity for them. I'm not saying that I want to see it, Disney, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Which I know you're not. But thank you if you are. Thank you if you are. But yeah, cool. Yep. Um, also, Bob, uh, Disney will also produce four to five original movies a year I was for the say, service. Wow, four to five original movies? What are they going to do? A year, yeah. Oh. Uh, yes. Bob Iger said it won't have, uh, it will not have traditional advertising uh, in the form of commercials. Yeah. But sponsorship opportunities may be available. Yeah, that checks out. Which means when you're scrolling through the menu, don't be surprised if you see like a Verizon ad or yeah. something. Verizon Wireless presents a uh, movie of the week or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like well, that. Isn't like Disney that. still like yeah. all their advertisement is technically sponsored by? Yeah, so that's yeah, the Disney Channel has that has that uh, model still. Right, it's their loophole. It's their loophole. They said that they would never have ads, and so they basically have like, here, your kids could be interested in this Shopkins set. We're s- proud to be sponsored by Shopkins for for Disney Channel stuff. So, yeah, that's yes. the way they get away with it now. Yep. In twenty seventeen, whereas Disney XD is now just straight up ads. Yep. <laughs> like it's just like I don't know, these ones aren't the Disney Channel. We can run ads on them. Yep. Uh, because of this, the price, however, will be substantially below Netflix because yeah. the service will have less content overall. That's also smart. That being said, 
it's still Disney stuff, people will still want it because it's Disney stuff. So what do you think? Five? I, I think five six, bucks? six, five ninety nine. Six five bucks a month? No, six bucks. Five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Six bucks. Yeah, I guess they can get you that extra extra dollar. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah, because right now Netflix is at uh, ten ninety nine. Right. Because you, you got basically right up at ten ninety nine to get it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, five ninety nine is smart. It's a good like low like that's a coffee a month kind of money. Yeah. So yeah, okay. It's it's like right there, right where you know how much your content you're gonna get. But then you also know that it's specifically one type of content. I belted right over a belt loop this morning. Congratulations. Cool. And our final story <laughs> of TV. Wow. All right. The Weinstein Company. Oh, are we talking about them? Uh, we're only talking about this because I found it in uh, TV news. Okay. That they're trying to look for a buyer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so this actually may be the end of the company yeah. as it tries to secure a uh, financial lifeline. The company believes they can find a buyer for its library without uh, having to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yeah. However, it has quite a substantial debt. Roughly $520 million. Yeah. Uh, they have enlisted FTI Consulting and O'Melveny Restructuring as it weighs a potential and most likely inevitable sh- shakeup in the company. Mm-hmm. But in the case that they can't uh, rally up that kind of money. Um, potential bidders include Lionsgate, MGM, and Killer Content. Uh, should the company not secure any of its funding? This is a tricky one because I feel like in any other circumstance, people would be snapping that stuff up immediately. But because of the PR nightmare that they've had this year yes. uh, with Harvey, I don't know if anybody wants anything to do with them anymore. So the, I think it's 100% possible just everybody just holds back, they file Chapter 11, and everything gets auctioned off. Right. That's my bet. Because I think that, yeah, in any other situation, that name wouldn't be tarnished, but here we are, and it is. In fact, I have an example of this. So um, I've been watching, I've been doing catch-up on Project Runway. Project Runway is a Weinstein Company-produced show. Yes. So... The executive producer credits at the beginning, at the beginning of this season, listed both Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Okay. You know what happened? They got rid of Harvey? Circa about episode five in the season, Harvey's name has disappeared from the credits. Yeah. It's just Bob now. I thought that was that was interesting. It's like, oh, huh. It's been in real time. This is like the week probably that stuff hit. They were like, let's, let's not, let's throw that one out. So yeah, it's true that's happening on all sorts of shows right now. Yep. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. And uh, lastly, lastly, uh, I didn't have any bubble here or TV or thought. You have nothing? I didn't have a picture for it. But uh, we have uh, some TV to catch up on and our thoughts. Okay, what did you, what do we want to talk about? What did you uh, first up, Steven Universe. Uh, I mean, this isn't really, we usually save our thoughts for series for their um, finales. Is this not a finale? No. This is actually the beginning of season five, technically. Oh, okay. According to the listings. I don't know. The seasons are all messed up with Steven Universe. There's yeah. like, we. Uh, I thought we were already in season five, and now the DVR is saying this is the beginning of season five. I don't know. Seasons don't really matter. It's all just a big blob of a show anyway. 
Gotcha. But yeah, the Cartoon Network did a, uh, a release of five new episodes uh, exclusively to their app and on-demand services. Um, so it hasn't aired on Cartoon Network proper yet. Um, but if you have a cable box with on-demand or if you have a Cartoon <laughs> Network app, yeah, you can watch all five of these now, today, right now, if you haven't seen them. So we did, uh, individually, watch these. And yeah, we're strong. Yep. Uh, also, this last this past Sunday was the season finale for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Yeah, so that did it. Yes, that so, did end this past week. I missed a lot of this season because, uh, you, because you don't them. wait to watch them. No. Uh, so I haven't watched them yes. because that's not something that I watch by myself. I've got too many other things to catch up on. All right. Uh, but yeah, um, what do you think about this season as a whole? Uh, I thought it was good. Except for the fact that because they couldn't ignore Trump, a lot of it did become Trump-heavy. Right, because you kind of have to. Right, because it is stuff that happened the past week. Because it's stuff that happened the past week, uh, you notice how they moved uh, uh, John, or Louis C.K. and that Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, a lot of it was Trump. The last episode was centered on Trump. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it, I mean, when Trump did get elected, one thing he said was that we will try as much as we can to not do Trump every week because it can't get exhausting. Yeah, but... But they ended up doing at least something about Trump every week. I think that's the, that's the tricky part, is that it's so much of an, influ- an influence on our daily thought process, our just everything. And also, I don't think that he or the writers anticipated exactly how much news would be coming out every single week from this administration. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw that. Every coming. day. The fact, yeah, the fact that we have stories dropping daily about Almost not just one thing, about multiple things in one yeah. week. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's impossible if you have a show like his to not cover it. Right. Because you have to address all the stuff. I don't know. It's tough, but otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, the pieces I did see this year uh, were good as usual. I mean, there's a reason why they won the Emmy. Yep. Is that yeah, the writing stuff. is good. Uh, the research team is great. Uh, of course, uh, tough to see what they pull off next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they will return in January, I think. In January, early February. So. Yeah. So, yeah, just about at the uh, beginning of the next year, we're going to pop back in at them. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, pretty they good. do 30 Nothing. episodes a week, or a year, season. so yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Cool. All right, moving on then to our cancellation and renewals. Oh, and uh, since we mentioned Steven Universe, I guess we should mention. Uh, oh, yeah, it's This week is week two of Star Wars The Force of Evil returned. Uh, last week, four episodes, Monday through Thursday. This week, four episodes, Monday through Thursday. All 30 minutes, so that's technically eight new segments for everybody to absorb 16 new segments I guess technically because it's eight yeah. episodes uh, so yeah uh, it's still a good show um, and it's getting better as it goes on so check that out if you like Steven Universe or the Cartoon Network stuff because I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on that one yeah Shameless it's a ninth season on Showtime that's a lot of seasons for that show that's shame- shameful at least they're keeping the what's his name William H. Basie. Work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
Dynasty gets a full season on CW. That would be the CW reboot of Dynasty. Dynasty. Uh, the Chris Gethard Show, yeah. currently in its third season, will get 10 episodes, additional 10 episodes. Cool. Uh, moving that to 26 episodes for the season on right. True TV. I like him. He's cool. And he has really awesome musical guests. All right. Uh, Kevin probably, probably saves the world. Uh, gets an additional three episodes, uh, moving up to 15 uh, that's on ABC, currently that's first season. It's like the ABC show nobody knows about. Probably. There's one per season for ABC. Uh, <laughs> Penn and Teller Fool Us will get an additional season on the CW. Same as Masters exists. of Illusion and Whose Line Is It Anyways? I guess they needed, yeah, they need filler for their week, one day of the week where we have, they have that stuff. That being the non-superhero day? Yeah. Yep. Also, Difficult People gets cancelled. Yeah! After three seasons on Hulu. Billy Eichner was all over Twitter of kind of mourning the loss of that show. His show. Yeah, it seems like it was a weird time to cut that off, but sure. Uh, Startup gets a third season on Crackle. Is anybody watching that? And You're the Worst gets a fifth season finale yeah. debuting in 2018 on FX. Yep, yep, yep. yep. X. XXX. Yes. And as for the deaths, okay. we have John Hillerman, age 84, actor in Magna P.I., Chinatown, mm-hmm. and Blazing Saddles, okay. also won the Emmy in 1987. We also have Fred Cole, age 69, singer nice. of The Lollipop Shop and Dead Moon. We also have Chad Hanks, age 46, uh, rock bassist. Bassist, bassist, bassist for American <laughs> Head Charge, and lastly Thomas J. Hudner Jr., age ninety-three, naval aviator. Aviator. Yes, naval naval aviator. Uh, and uh, reason why he's on here, Medal of Honor recipient oh, okay. in the Battle of Chosen Reservoir. Oh, all right. Yep. Okay. He is that Medal of Honor. That Medal of that Honor. That Medal of Honor. All right. All right. Uh, music? Moving on to music. Billboard. All right, Billboard. So even though Taylor Swift was released last week, she's not on the Billboard not this week. Not eligible this week. She will be eligible next week, and it sounds like she already will be number one. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that later. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, your Billboard charts, your Hot 100, that singles. Number one song is still... Uh, uh, Whatever the hell that song uh, it's Rockstar. Uh, 21 Rockstar. Savage, Post Malone. Number two, Havana by Camila Cabello. That would be the former Fifth Harmony member. Yes. Featuring Young Thug. Number three, Bodak Yellow Money with Smooth Down a Notch. Number four, Two Good Goodbyes by Sam Smith. Number five, Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Lightning. Moving on the thunder. Thunder. to the Billboard 200, which is your album chart. Your number one, debuting at number one this week, because of course it is, is The Thrill of It All by Sam Smith. Sam Smith's new album. The Thrill of It All. Moving down to number two is Red Pill Blues by Maroon 5. Number three, Heartbreak on a Full Moon by Chris Brown. Number four, Texome Ashore by Blake Shelton, your uh, uh, sexiest man alive, Blake Shelton. Oh, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I don't know what world they're living in. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw a post, uh, the, that was a post that someone commented, yeah. was there really no other man alive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one I saw was, did everyone else die? Yes. 
for another one good that somebody made a mock up of the of the show of the of the magazine cover yeah. with everything the same except the text. Yeah. And so it's like we he, this man killed everybody else named Blake Shelton with this. <laughs> it's like I went through every man named Blake Shelton. It's really good. Anyway. <laughs> then yeah, number five, without warning, by Twenty One Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin. Yep. Because if Metro don't like you, well, you know. Moving on. Uh, new releases. The Bare and Naked Ladies. Yeah. Have a new album out called Fake News. Fake News. Get it? Uh, we also have Baths with Romaplasm. That sounds disgusting. We have Charlotte Gainsborough with Reset. Okay. Godflesh with Post Self. What? Catherine McPhee. Hey. With I Fall in Love Too Easily. Hey. Not we'll easily enough. We also have the best band... Uh, Probably in existence. Right. King Gizzard and the Lizard you Wizard. You love their name, don't <laughs> That's you? That's an awesome name. <laughs> uh, with Polygon Wonderland. What? Uh, Polygon Wonderland. Okay. And that is actually free to download on the website. There you go. If you're looking for free music, there you go. Go check out King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> we also have Mavis Staples with if all I was was black. Okay. Morrissey with low in high school. Yeah. We have Paloma Faith with the architect. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings with Soul of a Woman. Yeah. Sia has her holiday album out with Every Day is Christmas. <laughs> and it can be if you own that album. It's true. We also have T Pain with Oblivion. A duet. By lovers Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Right. With the rest of our lives. Well, the rest of our life. <laughs> Just one. And last, because they are one life now. Sure. And lastly, we have Tovlo with Blue Lips. Yep. And now let's talk about uh, the girl you want us to talk about. I don't know. Do do I? Do I? Swizzle. Do I want to talk about Taylor Swift? The Taylor Swift. Yeah, now finally come out as we talked about last week. Reputation is out in the world. She did a uh, performance on SNL on Saturday. Uh, the thing is out. You can buy it, and people did buy it. Uh, Back to the tune of a couple people bought it actually. Just a couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only like. 700,000 people. It only, only went like 1.5 million yeah. copies. Yeah. That, that 700,000 is first day release. Okay. So, I have to admit, I was wrong. I thought that this was going to not do well. How? People stopped caring about Taylor Swift. How? I was wrong. Apparently, Taylor Swift is the only person who can do this anymore. Because this already becomes the best-selling album of 2017. I was going to get there, but yes. And... It did this all without any streaming numbers. Yes. Note that every week we talk about the Billboard top top music, usually those album and single sales are ranked mostly by streaming numbers because it's 2017. This breaks that notion because this not only sold really well, but did it without any streaming whatsoever, bumping its numbers up. So that's... Incredible. Yep. So, like you said, it already sold 1.5 million copies. This is her fourth consecutive album yeah. to sell more than 1 million copies in its first week. 
the pre previous being 1989, and Red, and Speak Now. Hmm. Uh, she is also the only artist to have four different album sales, albums, <coughs> sell more than one million copies in a week since the Nielsen Music started tracking the album sales in 1991. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Adele's uh, 25 sold 2.3 million copies in its first three days. Right. Before ending its first week with 3.3 million back in 2015. Which so is fair. she doesn't have the record. It's fair considering that those that the, the demographics are slightly different in both of those scenarios. Right. But yeah, still a pretty high number and still pretty good to be Taylor Swift. Right. And since it did sell 700,000 copies in its first day alone, it that number uh, made basically sure that it was going to beat Ed Sheeran's Divide, yes. which was this year's top seller, with only 909,000 copies sold. Right. That is, remember, Ed Sheeran's album came out back in February. Yeah, so that's pretty much an entire year. Yeah, and this thing beat it in, well, let's just call it a day and a half. Yeah. So, this is only going to be number one next week. This will likely be number one for probably a few weeks. This isn't going in away, going away anytime soon. Right. No matter what you think about that music, yeah, uh, people are still going to listen to it. Yep, yep. People buy it. Find Taylor Swift. I kind of want to find the Target numbers because they sold that specific like right, at uh, that magazine album or whatever. So yeah, Taylor was doing something on Twitter that was kind of weird. Something about Tay Lurks, where she was going. <laughs> I guess she was getting pictures that people posted on social media of them getting that magazine at Target. Okay. And, or picking up the album and posting them on her Twitter. <laughs> and so she, it was like, hashtag Tay Lurks. It was like all these like, yeah, it was weird. It's like, all right, Taylor, we get it. All right. Well, yeah. congratulations, Taylor, on making the album and money. And no, I have not listened to it, so I do not have my thoughts on that thing quite yet. All right. Moving on. Watch the space. To another blonde. Okay. Blonde show. Uh, Shakira. 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 Uh, she'll be postponing her El Dorado World Tour. Okay. Because she's currently suffering vocal hemorrhage. Aw. Uh, she announced the news on Instagram and in Spanish. Of course. Uh, saying that she is forced to cancel her European tour until 2018. The doctors detected, uh, quote, this is her in saying that the doctors detected that I had suffered a hemorrhage on my right vocal cord. Hmm. Unfortunately, the hemorrhage doesn't appear to have reabsorbed and my nightmare continues. Aww. So, best wishes to Miss Shakira as she heals her voice. Uh, uh, how can you tell that she's not, uh, uh, <laughs> that she's telling the truth here? Well, this story comes from her hips. <laughs> what? Well, what does that prove? Well, you know, everyone knows that her hips don't lie. There it is! Trying to set that up so you could. Well, yeah, you set it up, but I set it up back. Yeah, that doesn't work. Anyways. <laughs> Alright, then moving on. Please. To everyone's favorite, Band Warp Tour. Wait, what? Yes. It's <laughs> not my favorite. Okay. Some Every high favorite. schooler's favorite, Band Warp Tour. Everybody high schooler in 2003's favorite, Band Warp Tour. Tour. Yes. <laughs> Alright, what's up with the Warp Tour? So. If you or me or like anyone like me went to a Vans Warped Tour, mm -hmm. 
Uh, I have some sad, sad news as it will be ending. Ah. Yes. Kevin Lyman, founder, announced uh, that next year will be the final full cross-country run of the band's Warped Tour. Ironically, it will also be the 25th anniversary in 2019. Oh, yes. So, uh, back in 1995, uh, it had only a couple headliners, uh, like Quicksand, L7, and No Use. Uh, uh, sorry, No Use for a Name. That was, that was the name of the band. No Use for a Name. Yep. Uh, they also had uh, some smaller acts, too, like Sublime and No Doubt. Oh, those small ones. Yep. Uh, over the years, uh, other bands uh, got their start. I don't know. L seven is pretty cool. Other bands got their start on Bands Warped Tour. I don't like your. I don't like your tone about L seven. L seven's pretty cool. I don't know. I mentioned them as a headliner. I know, but anyway, set up for your punchline. Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah. Other ba- other uh, bands that got their start include Pennywise, uh-huh. Social Distortion, Bad Religion, Rancid, Flogging Molly, The Offspring. And Blink-182. Yep. And then over the years, uh, other bands, uh, as you know, music evolved for teenagers, other bands sure. include Sum 41, Good Charlotte, Thrice, Taking Back Sunday, <laughs> Jimmy Eat World, Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance, and The Black Eyed Peas. Hey, how many times did Thrice appear? Uh, only once. Oh, weird. Yeah. They also, uh, <laughs> they've also worked... With over 90 non-profits over the years, including Music Saves Lives, Feed the Children Now, Hope for the Day, Feed the Children and now. A Voice for the Innocent. So, if you haven't heard of the band Warp Tour, uh, currently you were not, didn't go to high school. No. Uh, <laughs> Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Wasn't everybody's high school experience. No. just happened to be ours somehow. Yes. Uh, roughly by... <laughs> In the late 90s to about the mid-2000s, the yeah. band's Warped Tour was the thing you did over the summer. Like pop punk. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, that's, that's safe to say. All right. Yeah. But uh, So, sad to say that it will be coming to yeah. an end. end of an era. Well, at least the, the like like they said, the world tour, or the uh, cross-country tour. Interestingly enough, to the this end. lands also on the same week that... Uh, Rolling Stone uh, put out a list of the top 50 pop-punk albums, huh. uh, which I read earlier today. Let's start, what is the top? I, I'm going to have you guess. What, what do you think is the number one? You know this. You don't think you know this, but you actually do know the answer to this question. What? Wait, pop-punk? Yeah. Um, you know the answer to this question. Like, is it Linkin Park? No. No, no, no. They're not on the list. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they're not pop-punk. They're new metal. <laughs> yeah. They're not pop-punk. Actually, I don't know what they are anymore. Well, right now they're disbanded. But you know, know, I know. No, uh, you know this answer. Believe it or not, you know what number is it? It's Green Day, right? Yes. Yeah. But which Green Day album? Um, I know it's a fifty-fifty coin flip here, but and both are on the list. I know. But one is number one, and the other is not. Uh, It's it's, um, uh, American Idiot, right? No. No. Yeah, no. It's Dookie. It's Dookie? Dookie's number one. Oh, okay. American Idiot is on the list, but it's for today. Oh, okay. So uh, it's yeah, uh, but uh, uh, I believe uh, Blink-182's Animus, uh, uh, Animus of the State is number three, so okay, yeah. it's pretty close. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's not a great list, but it, it's not very... Well, it's also very narrowed. It's very uh, uh, male-centric. Yeah. There's only one band in the entire 50-album list 
that has a woman, and you can Paramore. guess who it is. Yep, Paramore's Riot is on that list. Really? Evanescence is not on that list? Evanescence is not pop punk. Oh. They're probably, you could all probably also call them new metal. Yeah, I guess the electronic metal. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the, the pop part pop is the... Yeah, you're missing the punk. Actually, you're missing the punk. In the <laughs> and the pop. Yeah. Anyways, we're digressing. Anyways. What else we got? Yeah, our last story for music. Okay. Uh, that is Mr. Bubble. Mr. Michael Bublé. Yes, Mr. Michael Bubble. Lays boobs. Bublé. Yes. Mr. Michael's boobs, uh, uh, after taking an extended period of time off, has announced that he will uh, be coming back to the stage. Uh, he left because he was dealing with his son's cancer diagnosis. Right. Uh, Michael Bubble will be headlining a July 13th concert at BST Hyde Park in London. Okay. Uh, last November, he canceled appearances after his three-year-old son, Noah, was diagnosed with cancer. Right. And this past February, he revealed that uh, Noah was, in fact, in good health. Now that the cancer treatment was going well. Uh, Hyde Park will be his only UK show in 2018. Tickets for that go on sale 9 a.m. this Friday. And look for him to go back on tour um, in late 2018, though. Cool. Good for all those bubble heads out there, which there are probably a lot. Uh, are they, are they, aren't they called bubbleheads? I have no idea what they're called. That'd be there great if they were bubbleheads. <laughs> That'd be funny, but no, I don't, there probably is a name for Michael Bublé fans. I just don't know. Bubbleheads. Bubbleheads. All right. And let's get into video games. And yeah, we, we should have as much to talk about this week. Really? There are some stories. Okay. That we have to address. All right. We have to address the big one this week. Yeah. So... EA, you know, the company pretty much everyone hates, mm-hmm. gave another reason to hate them. Uh, not really. Maybe, oh, yes. potentially, who knows. Yes. There are positive things that could happen out of this, but yes, there are also negatives. Yes. So EA, actually, tomorrow, or, yeah. or Friday. Yeah, that's not how that time works. Yeah. Friday, <laughs> we'll be releasing uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes. Officially to the public. That yes. being said, if you pre-ordered, yeah. if you te- that being said, if you pre-ordered the eighty dollars special edition, you got to play it a week early. Well, a lot of people did pre-order the eighty hundred dollar whatever oh, special edition. Oh, talking about this story first. I thought we were gonna talk to the other story. First. Oh no, no, that one's next. Okay, then never mind what I said. Yeah, <laughs> there are no positives in this story. No. All right. I know what you're talking about next. <laughs> All right, because you're, you're talking about uh, uh, this yeah, one next, yeah, right? Yeah, I got ahead of myself. Yeah, you're talking about that one next. I guess I prioritize the news differently. Go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, this one will lead into that one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, EA, so last week people got a chance to play, or got the official chance to play Bal- Star Wars Battlefront 2. <laughs> For the $80, $100 where it cost, it did to... Right. to Play the game. Mm-hmm. That being said, when people were able to finally play it, a lot of people were upset. <laughs> Mainly because all that extra money didn't even guarantee you the final product of the game. Yeah, there's that. Yes. Uh, that and loot boxes, as we previously mentioned, and grinding. And a lot of people just got basically fed up with all this Basically, microtransactions that EA was putting in the game. So, yeah, there were some specific 
some specific complaints about the cost of things. Yes. And about whether or not that EA had really thought this through about the model that they're presenting. And sure enough, turns out they didn't. Because, do you have the bit about the person responding to the criticism? Uh, I have one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so someone actually did all the math for it. Right. Uh, that unlocking everything in Battlefield 2, or Star Wars Battlefield, Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. Yes. Requires approximately 5,428 hours of Good. gameplay. Or, if you were to buy your way through it, $2,100 to yeah. unlock the entire game. They do this by by calculating 324 cards. Upgrading of all those requires a total of 155,000 crafting parts. And those are gained either through winning matches or like doing special uh, skills or special um, like achievements. Yeah. Um, people got upset because uh, by buying the standard version of the game, basically by buying any version of the game, you are unable to unlock the main characters, being Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Rey. So people got upset that they paid all this money and you can't even play as the characters you want to play. That they were hidden behind a loot crate wall. Yeah. That basically a jackpot chance of trying to get them or grinding your way through it. Right. Um, EA responded with, The intent is to provide players with a sense of pride and accomplishment <laughs> for unlocking different heroes. That'd be great if you could unlock it within a reasonable time. <laughs> yeah. 5,000 hours is not a reasonable time. Granted, it did, someone online did post that, they, that it took them 3,500 hours yeah. to unlock everything. But even that is insane. <laughs> EA's other response is that you were not meant to unlock everything in the game. You're only that, that core players, that players who play the game, will strive to unlock what they want and not unlock everything. Yeah. But that's okay. I see that's okay Like if you pay for like the standard version, like the $60 version. But if you're paying for like a $100, $150 version of this thing, then you should expect to get everything, right? Yeah, it's tricky because, yeah, if you're buying into the complete version of the game, then you should get a complete version of the game. You shouldn't have things withheld for you, for, from you or things that are just as difficult as the, to, to obtain as in the core game. I agree. Uh, but yeah, what you don't have here in the story is the most fascinating thing that I think happened about this. Which part is that? Somebody responded from EA, responded to the criticism and actually said, we, yes, this was since Tuesday, since it was released to pre-order people on Tuesday. Right, five days They said basically they're going to reconsider the prices. Oh yeah, I saw that. And lower them before the game's proper launch. Right. Almost, and, and so simply and so immediately, almost as if, one, they either anticipated the, the criticism, or two, they have no idea what they're doing. Well, also, <laughs> uh, as soon as this happened, and people were complaining... People, they started. People started getting started issuing refunds on EA's website. Right, that was happening too. So EA disabled the refund button yeah. and making that that so that you had to call in in order to get access to the refunds. It's a mess. It's a total mess, and the game's not even out yet. 
like for normal people. Right. That's the standard. The crazy thing about this is that but these are all pre-orders. These are like the elite bundle pre-orders. The people who are supposed to be your brand ambassadors. These are people who are supposed to give the word of mouth to their friends about buying these games. If you're pissing them off before Joe Target goes pick up his copy on Friday. You know Joe Target? <laughs> oh yeah, Joe Target. Yeah, he's my buddy. He's <laughs> down at the Walmart all the time. Anyways. Um, yeah, it's just it's just such a dumb thing and they have they come across as if they have no idea what they're doing. Like about like how they're pricing things, how they're doing as unlocks. It all seems like somebody crunched the numbers at one point and said, Hey, you think we can get away with this? Yes, no? Okay, let's just put it out there and see if we can get away with this. If you are in a position at a video game company and you are saying the words, let's see if we can get away with this, maybe you should reconsider the business you're in. Well, <laughs> here's the other side of it, that people were, were trying to complain to Disney and to LucasArts to pull the contract from EA, uh, saying that they didn't want them having the Star Wars license anymore. But here's the flip side of it. They're both businesses. They're both in it to make money. So if this thing ends up making money, just like Star Wars Battlefront did, expect them to keep the deal. And expect EA to put out more Star Wars games. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent they know that there's also a large portion of this audience that won't know that any of this is happening. Yes. They're just going to buy their Star Wars game, and they're going to pick it up, and they're going to see, oh... I could spend five bucks to get Darth Vader. I'm going to spend five bucks to get Darth Vader. They're not going to care. They're not going to know. It's the same person who's spending all the money on probably the Star Wars card mobile game. You know, it's that customer. That's who they know is going to supply them. So yes, you're right. The scary part about this is the potential that that those people are in such numbers that EA feels nothing about this. Well, uh, because of the shitstorm too, uh, someone made a mock-up of a new EA controller. That? <laughs> so nice. what they did was they took the controller yeah, and at the bottom slot here they inserted the credit card for a microtransaction. It's alright. <laughs> right all right. into it. Which is uh, hilarious. Uh, okay. So yeah. Before we go too extreme on it though I want to say it's like microtransactions as they stand are not necessarily always a bad thing. I don't want this to become a black and white situation. It's not. I think when used well and when used for the right thing, they can be good and they can be a good thing to learn. When used for cosmetics yeah, and sure. when not used to enhance gameplay. And not used in a weird predatory manner. I think what the fans did was they did a pretty good job of uh, pointing out the flaws in their system and how the math doesn't check out. The thing they didn't do well, and the problem here is trying to make the entire corporation the villain here because there are people working on things and this is this is something I want to make sure people realize that are complaining about this there are people who worked on Battlefront 2 and didn't even touch the microtransactions people working on the sound design there's people working on the level design mm-hmm. there's some people working on all sorts of parts of this game that have nothing to do with the bad stuff so don't just say oh EA is bad because this game is bad oh they screwed over the studio who made this game because of this one decision. But there are good people in there. And there's something to like in that game, I'm sure. 
and to have basically the conversation pre-release to just be 100% about the part that sucks, it's got to suck if you're making this game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just keep that in mind before you go crazy on the internet with your internet pitchforks, but, yeah, just, just yeah. I still don't think it's good to, to let developers know the things that are bad and why they're bad. Just make sure you're smart about it. Yep. All right, and we're going to roll that right into our next story. Yeah. Uh, Respawn. So yeah, Respawn, uh, the developer of Titanfall, 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 Titanfall 2. 2, and also built from the ashes of the, the leadership of Infinity Ward, uh, uh, Vince and uh, something, Van Zantella? Yeah. I don't remember what the other guy's name is. Right. The guys who did uh, the original Modern Warfare. Call yeah, who, uh, Modern Warfare. Who Call left Warfare. left Activision because yeah. of a bad deal to make a deal, to make Respawn a deal with EA. That's a fascinating story. If you didn't hear that story, go back in uh, Wikipedia and look up that. It's fascinating. It's yes. one of my favorite things that's happened in video games. It's the weirdest thing. Anyways, but yes, Respawn uh, made uh, Titanfall, Titanfall 2 with EA as their publisher. And, well, things got heated for them this past week. Yes. Uh, in brief, EA has purchased, yeah. in its entirety, Respawn. But, but there's the a reason for this. The fun part yeah. of the story is the crazy part yes. of the story. Uh, so, um, yeah, so, um, uh, where were his notes here? Yes. Uh, they are being acquired for $151 million in cash and up to $164 billion in long-term equity in the form of, a, a stocks to employees over four years through 2022. The reason for this was because there was a bid of $400 million by another game publisher, Korea's Nexon, who offered to buy the company outright. EA exercised its contractual rights to match the offer and ultimately outbid Nexon at $400 million. Um, yeah. This is, the, the reason why is because, yeah, they had basically first rights. Yes. Where they could basically say, if part of their contract with working with Respawn is, hey, if anybody wants to, we actually get to consider a purchase. Right, first right to buy. So, the only problem about this is that this happens a week after the closure of this Visceral. Yes. So, basically... This, uh, everyone, everyone was saying, is this just going to be another Visceral? This is tough, because EA, if you were EA, though, you probably still would have done it. Because you oh, yeah. don't want one of your major like prestige publisher uh, developers that's under in your stable to go away to a potential rival. You don't want... You know, uh, Nexion to be like, oh, well, now you're going to be uh, uh, developing th with this other publisher. We want you working with these guys um, right. instead of working with EA. Uh, that could have easily happened, and EA would have lost uh, Respawn completely. So this way, Respawn is 100% under the EA fold. There will be a Titanfall 3. It's like no nothing will right. change. Uh, yes, in addition, in the newsletter they set brought out, they said that there will be another entry in the Titanfall franchise. Yeah. Respawn will also make a game set in the Star Wars universe. And they will also make a VR gaming experience. Yeah. It's just weird when you start thinking about how the reason why they said that they were shutting down Visceral was about first party stuff and... Sure. And then they just go right, turn right around and buy a company. It's complicated, though, because, yes, Respawn also is known for multiplayer development just as much as they are a single player. Like, Titanfall 2 may have been, you know, most 
mostly most of the critical praise came for its campaign this uh, last year. But also, its multiplayer is still really good, and I think that there's I think there's merit to uh, the EA goal of making multiplayer focused games, games with lasting social experiences, and still have respawn respawn make that make sense. Yep. It still it just sucks for visceral even more now. Yeah. Alright, and moving on then. If you are looking forward to GameStop's rental service, yeah, you well, may hold be... your horses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so actually. Yeah. So GameStop yeah, has temporarily. Here, I was like, oh. Yep. GameStop has temporarily paused the unlimited use game program after a faulty soft release of the program. Yeah. Apparently, every store. Uh, has an outdated system that doesn't allow them to easily exchange games. Yeah, sounds uh, right. According to GameStop, they'll need to redo their software in order to accommodate the new program. Also, upon further investigation, employees were unaware of the promotion as customers came in asking where they could sign up and uh, the employees not having any answers as to what they were talking about. Yeah, that sounds... Sounds right. Uh, this is nothing new, as other pro- previous promotions have gone out to GameStop without employees knowing about them, or basically they've been gone to the store managers, and store managers have not um, been so keen on informing their employees. Yeah, not surprised. Uh, GameStop is a huge corporation. Yes. And rolling out something immediately like this is going to take a while, like because they just don't have the infrastructure for it. Well, here's the thing. I did some digging. And apparently, they offered something similar to this. Yeah, they in did. the summer, they did uh, in certain locations. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. So it was briefly going to be uh, what was called a sum, uh, what was it? a summer, just a summer season. Summer games rental. Or yeah, summer yeah, games yeah. rental, which is only supposed to be for the, the four months of the summer. Yeah, they could uh, do the exact same thing. Go into a store. For a used game and exchange them, then you keep the last game. Uh, they apparently that program in certain areas worked so well that they want to expand it to nationwide. Yeah, and here's where this problem comes in. It's difficult, turns out. So yeah, you were excited for this. You wanted to give this a try. Oh, I was all ready to go in on Monday with my sixty dollars, <laughs> saying, "Here yeah. you go. I want unlimited games." Now. now, if you did that, they'll look at you like a crazy person. Yep. So, yeah, just wait. I'm sure we'll hear more news if they do end up rolling this out. But who knows if your local GameStop will have any idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And that brings us to our final story of the night. Okay. But okay. also one of the uh, more fun ones. All right. As we are currently in award season. Sure. And the Game Awards. Yeah. Do these things still matter? I don't know. If they still matter, but the still games, <laughs> yeah, but the games that they uh, list are still uh, worth noting. Yeah, I mean the games awards is weird because the awards part doesn't really even matter as much as the trailers that they do at them because usually they use it like as world a, premieres, a world premiere place for new game releases. Right, but we do have some nominations. Yes, uh, well, uh, you can see the full list of nominations. On uh, thegameawards.com, you have until December 7th to go online and vote. You can also vote uh, via Google search. Just Google search the Game Awards or Game Awards voting, and you'll be able to vote right there from uh, Google. Yep. But 
let's get into the top awards. First one, uh, let's start from the bottom here. First one being uh, performance, best performance. We have Melina Her uh, Hergens from Hellblade, Laura Bailey from Uncharted Lost Legacy, Claudia Black from Uncharted Lost uh -huh. Legacy, Brian Blom from Wolfenstein 2, and Ashley Birch from Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. This is tough because I haven't played a few of these games, so I don't know. Right. I mean, the uh, motion capture stuff they do in the Uncharted games is freaking amazing. So I bet that those performances in Lost Legacy are great. Right. We are probably most familiar with Horizon here. Right. So we may be biased towards Ashley Birch, uh, but I think that uh, Uncharted is probably a hard one to beat. It is. Especially since you have both leads being nominated here. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Right. Uh, next up, uh, one I thought you'd be interested in, mm -hmm. is Game uh, uh, game Impact. Yeah. Uh, we have Please Knock on My Door, Night in the Woods, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Bury Me, or Bury Me My Love, uh, Hellblade, so, uh, Sun Sunua's Sacrifice, and What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. Now, Game Impact is what what impacts the player the most. Right, like an, a response, an emotional response. Right. Kind of thing. And we've played two of these games. Yes. And felt really strongly about both of them. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, we played through Edith Finch earlier. In fact, we streamed it. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I just finished up Night in the Woods. Uh, Night in the Woods. And, yeah, those are both really good games. Uh, this is a tough category, though, because what, what I understand about a couple of these other ones is that they're also really strong experiences. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would probably go with Night in the Woods here, just personally. Uh, but, yeah, this is open to interpretation because all these games are about very different things. Right. Like, uh, Finch is kind of a contemplation on death. Mm -hmm. but kind of in a weird, like, happy way. It's such a weird tonal tonally. Yeah, it's like, about, the game's weird tonal. It is, because it's about how everyone dies, but accepting death as a way. But it's like as, a as hopeful a thing. It's about their lives and their stories that they had to tell, yeah. as opposed to about, just about how bad death is. It's right. About, it's kind of a celebration of a family, in a way, which is the weird thing about that game. Yeah. Now, the woods is like, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's more about like mental health, and it's more about friendship, and it's more like a returning home. And it's yeah, it's 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 an interesting kind of contrast to that. I don't know. They're all about very very different things. Who knows? Right. Next we have uh, narrative story. We have what remains of Edith Finch, uh -huh. Nier Automata, uh -huh. Hellblade: Sinua Sacrifice, Wolfenstein Two, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, or narrative. So you finished Horizon. Yes. Do you think it ended strongly? Do you it, think that story is uh, worth recognizing here? Well, because Horizon Zero Dawn has technically two narratives. Yeah. What trying to figure out what happened in the past, and, while at yeah. the same time trying to preserve the present. Right. Uh, I thought the story of the past was excellent. Yeah. I thought the story of the present kind of faltered at times. It's mostly just a setup for you to learn the backstory. Uh, that and, <laughs> and just an excuse for combat most yeah, of the time. Yeah, for there to be a game. Right. Um, 
And for, but I think though the secret winner here is probably going to be Wolfenstein because the things that I've heard that that story does are ridiculous with a capital R. Okay. I've heard some things about the directions that that story goes, and I think that that has to probably win. So we need to play Wolfenstein. Yeah, it's hey, that's up to gameplay, man. I know it's up to whatever you want to do. Yes. Yeah. All right, and lastly. Of course, is game of the year. Yeah, that's the thing. Alright, so we have Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mar- uh, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Player Unknown Battleground, yeah. Persona 5, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, ah, uh, okay. Well,. <sighs> There's actually some controversy about one of these games. Yes. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a game that technically hasn't been released yet. Also, it's an unfinished game. That's what I mean. Yes. What I mean by it hasn't been released yet is the 1.0 version of that game, its release version, is not coming out until December of this year. Right. <laughs> so, just barely before this airs. Yeah. We will have a final version of that game. Right now, it is an early access on Steam, which means it's an unfinished game. You're right. So, yeah, it's weird. But uh, Not only that, but the developer and creator of Player of Those Battleground has come out and said, I don't think we deserve the Game yeah. of the Year nomination. That's fair. I'm glad he's getting ahead of that. Yeah. Also, this game kind of fell out, like fell off the face of the earth this, like, last few months like it was the shit for like the longest time and it set like record numbers on steam mm-hmm. then apparently there started to be a lot of cheating p- players and now well not only really that but like legit triple a poker shooters came out yeah that also happened more games and, came out. and took out i mean you're talking about uh battlefield well call of duty world war Two, battlefield 2 um yeah uh world war one yeah i mean there's so much and then don't get me wrong. Horizon is a good game. And don't get me wrong, those who love Persona 5 really love Persona 5. But this is a freaking coin flip between Zelda and Mario. Yes. Because those are the games this year. Let's put it this way, okay? <laughs> On Metacritic, the top two games right now <laughs> rated are yeah. Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. It's like, it's tough. I think that I can't bring myself to picking one that I think will win because they're so equivalent this year. They've re- re- like received almost the same amount of praise. And they're such different games. Right. And also the sheer like, content of those games yeah. is enormous. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I haven't played either of them, so I can't tell you what I think is the better game because I don't know. I mean, my gut tells me Mario, because that's more of my kind of game than Zelda sounds I think more people will have played Mario. That being said, when the Switch released, you had to buy that with with Zelda, Zelda because that was a thing that sold it. So yeah, I mean, let's not belabor the point. I think it could go to either of those, and it would make sense. And I think those will it'll be between either of those games. Yeah, and get ready, not only these awards, but I think in most people's awards this year. Like, get ready to see a lot of game well, awards. not ours. <laughs> well, I mean, no, 
but ours are going to be unique because we are actual press, and so we don't get free Switch with free games. Right. Um, but those who do, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that ultimately a lot of the uh, press publications for Game of the Year, it's going to be Zelda or it's going to be Mario. I really don't see a lot of outliers here, <laughs> to be honest. No. All right, cool. Uh, yep. And uh, with that, if you want to know what we think of video games, check out our website. We have a website. It's mediaboatpodcast.com. We put up stories all the time, including us playing video games. Our Media Boat Plays that goes up every week, usually on Tuesday, sometimes on Wednesdays before the podcast. Yep. We uh, also do... Uh, yeah, earlier today, if you yeah. uh, pay attention to our Twitter, Media Boat, Podca- uh, Media Boat Cast, uh, we did announce that we were live on Twitch. Uh, subscribe to us on Twitch to, to tell us what we go live. But we were playing some Jackbox party games, and you can play with us. Yeah. All you gotta do is just subscribe for when we go online. Uh, check the stream. We will give you the code. We'll pl- just play with us. It's true. It's that easy. It's that easy. You can also catch this very podcast every Wednesday night at eight o'clock p.m. Pacific time. On YouTube, just search YouTube. Uh, search on YouTube Media Boat Podcast, and you'll find us. Subscribe to our channel, and you'll get notifications uh, when we're live, which is pretty cool. And then we have Twitch.tv slash Media Boat, where we play video games every week, as we just talked about. You can also find our Patreon if you want to help us out with money. Patreon.com slash Media Boat is where you can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us out make content even better than this. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast. We're on Facebook. Just search MediaBoatPodcast and you'll find our page. Like and comment. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts and any other podcast that has RSS feed integration. Uh, so check that out. Just search Media Boat Podcast in your app of choice. And that will do it. Yep. That could have helped a little earlier when I wasn't done. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast. We'll be back next week for episode 99. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 99 Justice League Warriors. Yeah, something like that. I'll have uh, my thoughts on Justice League. There's a title for it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you'll have your thoughts about Justice League. Well, uh, hopefully we'll have some hopefully have some thoughts on Wolfenstein, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, anything else coming out that we should you. probably do? Uh, we'll be our pre-Thanksgiving show yeah so we will do uh what we're thankful for this past year maybe yeah maybe we'll talk about it uh next week so check us out we'll be back for another episode of the media boat podcast for now ciao all right yep let's uh say goodbye to the podcast bye podcast, bye, podcast.